On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to have the former owner of Keep Nature Wild, Sean Huntington, on the podcast. We talked all things community. I mean, he is the man of building community and brand together. We talked about the, the confluence of those. We talked about whether NFTs are dead or not, and Sean had some incredible wisdom when it came to that. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid-seven-figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, how about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news? Our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world. But we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post-iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today is going to be an incredibly fun episode for you. I have got a, I, I, I'm not even going to go through the entire intro yet of Sean. Uh, I'll, I'll slowly start, um, you know, piecing things together here throughout the interview. But a good friend of mine, Sean Huntington on the podcast today. Sean, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thanks, dude. Pumped, uh, pumped to be here. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I'm up in the Great White North. It's snowing up here right now. You're down in, uh, you know, Death Valley, uh, Arizona. down in uh, Arizona. Down there in the desert, just keeping warm. Actually, it's pretty cold. I, today in the office, I've been like, my hands are a little, a little chilly. It's like 45 degrees here. Uh, so, oh, or it was this morning. Yeah, pretty. It was yeah, pretty cold. yeah. Wow. Well, for for people who know nothing about you, just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I um, am a native here to Arizona. Uh, went to school in Utah uh, for entrepreneurship, and actually ended up switching to photography uh, because quickly realized that uh, degree in entrepreneurship wasn't gonna wasn't going to be a skill set necessarily that like I could market. And so photography and and learn the entrepreneurship as I went about doing you know something and. Through that, got really immersed actually in the startup scene in Utah, and just have always loved kind of this connection of uh, creative endeavors mixed with technology, mixed with uh, community building. Uh, I've always kind of been the guy to throw a party or to create a space for friends and people to gather, and and so built with my brother-in-law. Uh, in 2016, an outdoor brand called Keep Nature Wild, which you are very familiar with. Uh, I, I know, I know Keep Nature Wild just a little bit now, Sean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. <laughs> uh, which, uh, which you know, kind of brought all of those skill sets to be- together. Um, and yeah, now really understanding community, understanding brand, and how how to how to connect the dots uh, between the two. Um, is really where I feel like I have a, a pretty good insight into and a good kind of intuition into what brands can do 
to really build strong relationships with the people that they serve and, and, and the community that they're building. Absolutely. And you like that, that is what we're going to be getting into today, guys, is, is really um, how Sean was able to build this community. So for, for those of you who don't know, um, we acquired uh, Keep Nature Wild about a year and a half ago. Uh, that's where Sean and I really got to know each other. Interestingly, I actually had Sean's old business partner, Cam, on the podcast probably in the first like, 30, the first 30 it, to 50 podcasts, somewhere so like crazy. way back. Yeah. And that's, that's how we got Wild. connected, right? And yeah. And I remember he always talked about you and, uh, uh, you know, as his as his business partner. Oh, it's a better question for my business partner. We didn't actually yeah. meet until we started these acquisition talks. And Totally. I think we had planned to, like, have conversations and, like, talk. Like, oh, yeah, you need to talk to Jordan. Like, And then it just, you know, didn't didn't happen until probably two years later. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it's super interesting how, like, our, our lives have really collided in a, in a bunch of different yeah. ways. And there's a bunch of potential things on the horizon and and, uh, and really cool. But today, what I really want to get into, Sean, is um, I want to get into brand. I want to get into community. Yeah. I want to get into, you know, the things that you've been doing since the exit at Keep Nature Wild um, that I think are incredibly valuable to any brand out there. So you built an insane awesome. community. Like you, you built, you know, with Keep Nature Wild and the Wild Keepers, you built an insane community. Where did you Thank start? You. When, when you think about community, like where, where were you thinking about starting and, and, and how did that work? Yeah, I think when I think about community, uh, I was actually just talking about this the other day with someone like, it's really people, people want to connect emotionally. People want to connect to people. We want to build relationships with each other. You know, we yeah. want to create uh experiences in our lives and, and have a sense of belonging and i think community really is kind of the collision of both of those is that everyone wants to belong to something greater than themselves and they want to have really you know profound and, and positive experiences and so when we set out to build the keep nature wild community it was through seeing you know we had done a few group hikes uh in arizona and just the the desire for the outdoor community to have a place to come together in Arizona. There wasn't really anything in Arizona like you may have in other states. Like it's a it's a big hiking community, a big outdoor community, but but uh nothing kind of bringing everyone together. And so when I saw that and I saw that people really were looking for a way to connect and to find other people that that looked like them and and talked like them and and wanted to enjoy the outdoors in a similar way and and so uh just seeing this commonality between these people really helped us really focus on okay what can this brand be about how can we provide a uh, a brand where we sell product but do good with that and that's where we came up with the the initiative to to pick up a pound of trash for every product we sold but on top of that it was really about how do we build community while doing that how do we allow people to get involved how do we allow people to have an experience we could have created a, par a partnership with another trash cleanup organization that we donated money to and they, totally. they you could have just it, done right? plastic bank or, or one yeah. of those companies you could have done what yep, Tentry does and just written a check and them. let someone yeah. else actually do the but we knew so like it was so clear to us that, that the experience part was was the most profound and the most important and that people being able to get their hands dirty and and join in on the mission would not only make them feel good uh it would also give them a sense of community of belonging of coming mm. together with other people and and having a collective 
good. And, and so, you know, when I talk to people about, Oh, how do I, how do I build community? What I try to do is help people get in a mindset of, and I think something that I'm just naturally really good at is like getting inside of the mind of your target customer, your target like audience and really trying to analyze like what motivates them, like what fundamental things, not just like, Oh, I like t-shirts. I like hats. I like stickers. Like those are important elements, but it's really what, what are the things that are missing in their lives? What are the things that really motivate them? How do they, how are they currently solving for that? And then, and then finding ways that the brand can provide unique value to those needs that's outside of the core product that you sell or service that you sell. And so it's really finding ways uh, for your brand to, to yeah, provide that value and provide a space for people to connect more deeply on an emotional or, or it doesn't need to be like emotional in the sense of like serious or, or very emotional, just more like, Hey, this is valuable. This is positive. This is, this feels good. Um, but then also a way, I think where you, where you really scale community is in how do you now facilitate the interaction between community members? How do you find mm. ways? And that's where the cleanups and the wild keeper initiative that we created at keep nature wild was born is we wanted everyone around the world to be able to participate in our mission, but also to have an additional opportunity to connect with each other, you know, with people mm-hmm. who, who wanted to make an impact like them. And, and now we could facilitate that better with, with our wild keepers program. The, the cool thing when, you know, when you talk about the wild keepers is like, you know, we were just so incredibly, I don't think I understood the level of community that, that you guys had really built at mm. through the wild keepers. And I, I use the yeah. wild keepers as, as, as a community example, uh, yeah. as as the deepest possible form of community people actually in that community yeah. have found their best friends you know they've oh, gone out and dude. and and it's not based around a product right yes no. people that's the sort of ancillary thing awesome yep. they love keep nature wild products and that's sort of totally. the engine to be able to do all this impact yep. right that's yep. the that's the crazy thing um also the the amount of seeds that you guys sowed back then are now coming into fruition like crazy. Like November 2022, guys, the Wild Keepers picked up 48,000 pounds of trash. They removed 48,000 yeah. pounds of trash. Insane. Just imagine the connections that these people have been building while doing yeah. that, right? Totally. It's, it's, building, it's actually building a better world, right? Yeah. And those this relationships is, will last forever like that's what's so cool is like it's that profound like value that the brand is now like the people are around the world going out on their own picking up trash because they want to and they enjoy it and it it brings them a greater sense of like community is incredible and that like we are able to facilitate that outside of like you said like selling a product or or getting them to buy into something. It's just a benefit of, of being a part of and committing to, to doing this. There's no sign up fee. There's no, it's like, are you committed to once a month going out and picking up trash? Awesome. You're in, let's go, you know? And so I think like to the point of people making their best friends, that was something that even at our very earliest cleanups, because initially we, we would cook, we would host, you know, our impact was solely wherever we could show up, right? We didn't have the wild keepers. Like we'd have to host 
every cleanup, uh, you know, get people out, um, which, which was incredible as well. And we just kept hearing these stories over and over of, I just moved here from the Midwest. I just moved here from Chicago. I just moved here. I didn't know anyone. I saw this event on Facebook or wherever on Instagram. I showed up and like I met this person and now they're like my best friend. We go hiking all the time and we and so the funny thing is that it took a while. So the mission statement for Keep Nature Wild is to build community by picking up trash outside. And I feel like the first two or three years, build community was kind of just like just so such a natural part of it that we didn't really like put it at the forefront of our minds. It was like, okay, we got to find ways to pick up trash, pick up trash. And we want a lot of people there. We want it to be fun. But like, but then as we like those stories kept coming and like, Oh, people are meeting their friends is like, Oh yeah. The first half of our mission to build community and every brand wants to build community. And it's now even more a buzzword. And, but like that, was just such a natural part, but then we really, and that's when like the wild keepers and and really being able to scale the brand was like recognizing what the brand was already doing and how now can we like turn that up? How can we pull that out? Like, Oh, that's already happening. People are already even just through Instagram, like, Oh, who else is in Arizona going to hike this trail? Like through comment threads. Now we could facilitate that in in a, in a unique way. And so that's another way to really think about building and scaling your community is one. I always tell people to just think of the individual first, how to yeah. create one-on-one relationships, yeah. provide value to one person because that will, that will ripple out uh, and compound over time. And two is um, to find like, it doesn't need to be this overarching thing that they, like really listen, really look at that feedback and see like, Oh, people are connecting in this way. People are, you know, finding friends and going hiking and enjoying the outdoors and like building these micro little communities within our community. Why don't we, why don't we help enable that and and make that grow even more? Um, and, and that's what we have been able to do with the wild keepers. Mm, I love it. My mind's already spinning for other brands too of like, okay, what can we do here? How can we make this like even more, um, you know, more of like a support kind of community. A couple of things I want to point out here when we're talking about community. Community is not an email list, right? I'll ask people like, hey, do you have a community? Yeah, we've got a community of people on our email list. Like, absolutely not. It is not your SMS list. Audience does not equal community. I I say that to people all the time. And, and I think because it's become a buzzword, people are like, yeah, I'm yeah. building a community. It's like, no, community means that they're talking to each other yeah. without you there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. That's the thing. And the the problem I think a lot of people have with that is like, yeah, but I want to make sure that they're not going to talk trash about me. Totally. Right? I want to control and, the conversation. Yeah. And you can't with your community. You cannot no. control the conversation. And I would even say within that community, if they are saying something bad about you, listen to that. Listen, listen to that that feedback rather than just being like, yes. I'm going to delete that post, right? It's very valuable for you to totally. listen. That builds real community. Yeah. Because then it's that, it's like, then like you want people either raving or complaining, you know, the right balance, obviously, but like, because they care. And yeah. when you have community, yeah. like, they're saying those things because they care, not because they're just trolling or trying to like hate on you just to hate. They are 
complaining or drawing attention to something or, or asking for something because like they actually care the value. Like if you can tip the scale of value in, in your favor, which most brand owners don't fully understand because they think audiences community, I think selling their product is, is value is providing value. And there's, there's elements of it. People want your product for various reasons, but when you can truly facilitate and over deliver on value on your end without expectation of purchase, without saying, you know, we're going to do this, this, and this, because you better, you know, you better show up and buy our stuff or you better do this. Like that, like that's not building community. That's just like, it's like building a a funnel. Right. Which again, important parts of the business. It's not to, to, to downplay, you know, building lists and building all of those things are, are key elements in successfully and, sus- and sustainably growing a brand and a community. You've got to have revenue. You've got to be able to support a growing community, but you've got to look for true value offerings to your audience. And like you said, to allow them to connect with each other and, and for, for that value to be just secondary to what you're selling. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, we've got so much to get through. Yeah. Love your thoughts. Love your thoughts on community. Here's where I want to go next. Um, you are, so I'm going to let the cat out of the bag just a little bit. Um, we're actually working together as of two days ago again. Um, <laughs> I guess not again, Pretty I guess exciting. like for the first time, but it, it feels for like in, maybe in another, maybe in another life or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think we're, we've worked together at some spirits, point. For sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, um, uh, what that looks like exactly, uh, you know, right now is that uh, you've come in as uh, interim CMO of our group of outdoor brands, uh, and that includes yeah. Keep Nature Wild. And we're just so excited about uh, that. And some discussions that we've had so far are are really interesting around brand, right? Yeah. Brand versus performance. And yeah. and for me, and uh, you know, for people who've been you know listened to the last four hundred and whatever episodes, know that yeah. I love the confluence of both of those together. Yeah. Right. I totally. despise drop shippers. Okay. I despise mm. that because that's <laughs> not business. You don't own anything. Yeah. That's just you're just drop shipping yeah. something to make to make a dollar. In between yeah. what you're paying for it and selling, I don't. That's not a, totally. I'm not excited. I know dropshippers probably don't listen to this because I, I slay them all the time. Yeah, and that that to me is not exciting. That is not an exciting yeah. way to build a company and a brand. That's we, that's we talk, uh, it's like commerce. Like it's just it, it's transactional. Yeah, yeah. There's an end to it. You know, like it's yeah. just it, it. That's exactly what it is. Commodity. It's just like okay. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's just, it's just commoditizing whatever you have and generally you're selling commodities. So what I want yeah. to talk about right now is, is how those two things work together, how you see brand mm-hmm. and the need for performance at the same time working together. Yeah. How, how do those, totally. how do those two sort of dance together? Yeah, I think it's, it's such an, it's like such a compelling conversation because one can't function without the other you can't build a long-term brand like nike apple red bull coke without revenue (laughs) you can't tell uh these compelling stories uh and and build movements around you know uh product or service or or mission or anything without funds to to facilitate it. And so for me, it's, it's, 
it's kind of this like uh, battle in my mind always of like, I hate the numbers and I love the numbers. I hate having to like look at the forward. I love looking backwards at the numbers like, okay, this is working, you know, like this. And, and so the numbers and, and the performance, you know, being able to convert and being able to sell product and sell through and, and create compelling. But, but I think all of that becomes infinitely easier when you have a solid brand and a solid brand strategy. I, yeah. I talk to people like it's amazing what, what sitting down and taking two hours for your brand and actually compiling the things that are, it, it's funny because I see, I have meetings with, with branders all the time and it's like the, their strategy's all there. They just haven't put it down on paper and really like have something to live by. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny how even the initial conversations Cam and I had with Keep Nature Wild and, and being so clear on, you know, a certain, you know, four or five very key things of providing value and be, building community and always doing the right thing, like has carried through. And like, that was our North star of, of decisions we made for how to grow our sales, how to grow revenue, how to be able to target, you know, better and tell better stories and create better creative. So for me, the kind of like coming together, and, and I think it's evolving, like we're in the middle of a, a very big evolution of this, where I think over the last five to 10 years, a lot of brands have really been able to rely on Facebook ads and retargeting and quant. Like, has yeah. you've been able to throw shit at a wall and, and whatever stuck, put more dollars behind that and, and do totally. fairly well. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, unfortunately unfor and unfortunately because of, you know, social and the growth of social and that and targeting targeted ads and, and all of that. But I think to build a truly lasting brand or, or truly lasting business, I guess, brand has to be at its core and and even more so community and brand are becoming synonymous to where brand and community uh and, and kind of the collision of those two things is where the next mega brands will emerge uh because they understand that they understand what brand actually is and to really grow those numbers to grow conversion rates to grow customer acquisition costs like fundamentally people need to connect to a story nike you know sells millions of shoes a year not because they're the best shoes but because they tell really compelling powerful meaningful impactful stories and they do it yeah. over and over and over and yeah. over and over again apple same thing most profitable cash company in the history of the world because all they do is tell stories about how this stupid mouse or this phone is going to revolutionize the way I experience life. And it's yeah. like, is it? Yeah. I, and this is what maybe. we all, this is what we all connect with, right? This yes. is the, the portal story and brand yep. is the portal into whatever sort of experience we, we want to, to yeah. have. Right. And, and Nike is such a good example of that. Um, Sean, we, we're, we got nine minutes left here. So yeah, I, I, don't there's even, a couple I, I don't have a clock. So keep me on track and I'll, I'll blab for hours. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got some we've got some <laughs> personal blab time that's not going to be uh, yeah, recorded yeah. Uh, after this cool. too. Um, but uh, what I want to ask about just and and let's let's give like a one minute answer to this one here. Okay. Are NFTs dead? Because I picture NFTs being the confluence of brand and community. Like that, like when, when NFTs were in their heyday, you know, six months, yep. a year ago, it was like, yes, this makes sense. We bring it together. People get ownership. There's all of these like incredible things. And then with the, totally. the decline of crypto, that's been interesting. Yeah. What's your take on it, Sean? Well, I've got, uh, if you can see back here, I've got a bunch of V friends uh, cards. Shout out to, to the homie Gary V. Uh, NFTs are dead in the sense that over the next five, over the next very short term, the word term NFT will disappear and it's going to reemerge as loyalty, digital membership, digital asset, digital collectible, like the evolution of what the NFT craze and, and kind of like hype over the last six to 12 months has burst in some ways, but the fundamentals have shifted. The fundamentals of brand and community and value. We talk about value of, you know, what we've been talking about and a lot of what we've been emphasizing is like educational value and, and secondary value of, but like now being able to, to reward your earliest supporters and true community members with these digital collectibles or assets or rewards or membership cards that are on the blockchain that are trackable that are you know future utility can be built on top of them it's a contract between you the brand and the community member like so i am i am very bullish on the technology of the blockchain and and what that will do for brand and i guess the one minute answer that you asked for is that the fundamentals of brand building have shifted. It's now time to catch up. Going back to Nike, they're heavily investing in Web3, blockchain, NFT technology. Yeah. They're just not calling it that. Yeah, I love it. I was thinking about uh, about the rebrand of um, Ecstasy from over the years. I, I remember when somebody's like, yeah, there's like this new drug, Molly. And I was like, Molly? Oh, what the heck is that? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, you mean that's like MDMA that used to be ecstasy that used to be this yeah. that used to be that is like they just keep rebranding it over the years yeah. for whatever the yeah, next yeah. generation is. And, totally. and I feel like NFTs need that right now. There's a there's a lot of dirt yep. and dirtiness oh, around yeah. that term. And yep. and of course, as soon as you start explaining, you know, these these digital memberships, like, of course. And what else are you going to build it on? you got to yep. build it on the blockchain. you got to build on the blockchain. And, and yeah. because it can it, there's just so many. I mean, we could talk for hours, but it, it, it's similar. I mean, history repeats itself. The internet bubble was for various reasons, but also like if you use the internet in the early nineties, like you had to know what like an IP address was and how it functioned. And you had to know these like core elements of the functionality of the internet. Now people like my kids don't even know, they can't even fathom when the Wi-Fi cuts out and what that even means. Like, well, it's the internet. It's like, just turn freaking Netflix back on, you know, turn Disney plus back on. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's like running water. It's like, I don't know where, like, I've always had that in my life. It just, you just turn it on and it comes out. So I think that that's the next, you know, uh, wave that needs to happen is, is really these layers that will make it more functional and accessible to everyone. Totally. totally. I tell people I all the time, your parents will buy or own an NFT before they own crypto. A hundred percent people like yeah. 
yeah. most and people they may not even and they know that they know that it's an NFT. Exactly. I Sean, a thank you. That as a as just a regular human, this explanation I absolutely love. I think about the the dot com bubble crash mm-hmm. in bubble and crash in the early two yep. thousands, and this NFT one has really reminded me of that. Do we not totally. have websites anymore? <laughs> no, of 100%. course we do. Right? Yeah, like this entire just, business and what we are doing right now is because of a website, you know? Yeah. And, and did that crash do anything to how we're functioning now? Absolutely not. It was just overhyped at the time and there was crazy yeah. valuations and all this kind of stuff and things have come back to normal. So Sean, I got yeah. one last question for you here. And it's the question I ask yes. everyone that comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Oh, I would say my secret to scaling is taking the time to be very clear on on what it is you actually want to accomplish scaling to scale and and grow you know is is great and and having that goal but as a brand as as you know whatever you're trying to build when you can get really clear on who you are and who you aren't and what you want to accomplish. You don't have to be a mission driven or or impact driven brand, but just very clear on the values. Every decision you make after that becomes infinitely easier. Scaling with Mm -hmm. a clear roadmap and a clear like set of plans because you know, you know, you have your North Star, you know how you get there and the path and what scaling and speed and all that. It looks very different, but spending the time to really understand your core values and, and, who you are, who you aren't, you know, getting clear on that brand strategy early makes and impacts every decision, not just how do we market, how do we show up on social, but like, who do we hire? Who don't we hire? How do we communicate, you know, with our staff? How do we just all those things come from clarity on who you are as a brand? Mm. Sean, this is amazing. I'm so glad I get to work every day with you. Um, This is phenomenal. Uh, where can people find out more about you and connect with you? So I ha- also have a podcast called Build Stuff, Be Kind. Uh, we're just getting rolling. I think we're on episode four or five, maybe. Um, uh, it's really fun. We talk about the things that we just talked about, how you know it, uh, it's the coming together of the hard skills that make your business successful and the soft skills that make your culture lasting and, and and meaningful and so you can find me uh on the podcast uh on uh, linkedin is probably the best place to connect sean huntington um i'm on there quite a bit and uh would love to to connect and and chat all things brand that's great sean thank you again so much for your time today Dude, I really really appreciate a it. pleasure thank you Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.